Welcome to Bookish Podcast with Caffanel, a podcast about books ish. A quick disclaimer before we start there may be some spoilers, so please save the episode for later if you don't want any. And also, please follow us on social at We Are Bookish Pod. We hope you enjoy. Bonjour. <laughs> hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I, I didn't get to finish at three o'clock today. I hate to finish it. Such hard, such first world problems. <laughs> oh, because it is Thursday evening and it's bank holiday weekend. It's Maundy oh, Thursday, the day that Jesus rode in on a donkey. Oh, yeah? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just here for bank holiday. <laughs> is this when you had the last? No. Monday, Thursday. I'm gonna look this up. Ellie, Sunday school coming in hot. Did you go to Sunday school? It commemor it com- commemorates the washing of the feet and the Last Supper. Yes, because the Last Supper happened then, and then on Good Friday he was put on the cross, and then he rose on Sunday. I did go to Sunday school. Go. I did. I can I tell. Did. I can tell. I did not. I went to watch my brothers play rugby in the freezing cold every single Sunday <laughs> for my entire childhood. I'm not bitter about it. But, you know, it's fine. Well, no, now you can uh, talk rugby. Now you speak rugby. I can, to be fair. I, I can't I speak, speak rugby. rugby. <laughs> I don't speak rugby. I speak... You're just uh, like, oh, rugby. his thighs are nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's hot. <laughs> you do speak rugby. You're like, he's hot, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> Exactly. Well, exactly. happy, but happy Easter. Ah, <laughs> weird. That is weird. Happy Easter. <laughs> Easter, guys. Um, happy Maundy Thursday. I don't know. It's a holy day. Uh, tomorrow is a holy day. Um, happy Easter. Hope hope you get... get lots get of Easter eggs. Easter eggs. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Oh, what else do you get? Uh, um, and also for anyone that's actually celebrating. Oh, does Passover happen at the same time? Yeah, like this week, I think. Yeah. So happy Passover. If you're celebrating. And Holly Festival. I feel like I'm doing a Greg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, also Holly. You know, any festival that you're celebrating right now, enjoy it. Um, if it's chocolate related, enjoy that. If it's not chocolate related, also enjoy that. I think I need to get myself an Easter egg. I'm not going to lie. You know, when Greg said, has anyone bought any Easter eggs? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Greg is our boss. <laughs> we work together. <laughs> Regular future. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't say anything, but I've literally had like been buying Easter eggs since February when they were in the supermarket. <laughs> I've had like Morrisons have been selling like you know the small ones that are like one pound fifty, but they make it ninety nine p. So I've been buying loads of the mini egg versions of that and mini eggs, and that's literally been me oh. from now until from then until now. I've had enough mini eggs and enough cream eggs, you know, to last me a while. Did you see the viral video of the cream egg and how much sugar it had in? No, I, I was didn't. Like, it didn't. You talked it was, about it today, and I was like, what? You, what? What is this? Yeah, it was like, this is how much sugar is in a cream egg. And then it, someone was just like pouring out teaspoons of sugar. And I was like, yeah, but it literally is just sugar. Like, I don't understand why anyone's surprised by this. <laughs> Every time you eat a cream egg, you just get this sugar rush anyway. It's like, it doesn't stop you from eating it. And it was like, oh, like, it's like how much kids should have in like a day of sugar or something. And I was like, 
yeah, fine, but it's a treat. It's Easter. Like they're not going to eat cream eggs every day for the entire year. Like, people just need to chill. Breaking <laughs> news: cream eggs and sugar. Yeah, like what do you want them to do? Put artificial sweeteners in it? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not here for this. Just, yeah. yeah, I mean they'll be gone from the supermarket shelves as of like next week. Discounted Easter chocolate is a good shout though. Like sometimes it's properly decent do you remember this time last year oh triggering i know but when they were like you can't buy easter eggs because they're not um essential and everyone like went nuts (laughs) (sighs) oh look at me i'm essential (laughs) (laughs) anyway we digress digress. what we're here to talk about today Catherine? normal people woo (sighs) sally rooney so this book divides people, like it fully divides people. So, and it has divided us, but it's a true test of our friendship that we have not let it get in the way. <laughs> and now we're doing an episode on it. So who knows, maybe by the end of this episode, there will be no more We Are Bookish. <laughs> Normal people would join us. That's something to say. Totally okay, joking. right. I, d- I wonder where people feel like we fall on, like who liked it and who didn't i'd love to do a poll right now guys we're going to give you like two seconds to make a decision who you think liked it and who you think didn't we should put it on instagram story this weekend before the episode drops good idea and see yeah i bet it will be really obvious (laughs) (laughs) just based on if anyone's listened to any episodes it'll be obvious i think (laughs) but yeah so the this book i'm going to read the blurb Mm -hmm. because I feel like we need to do that as a regular thing because it makes sense. Um, So Connell and Marianne grew up in the same small town in the west of Ireland, but the similarities end there. In school, Connell was popular and well-liked, while Marianne is a loner. (laughs) That's so brutal. (laughs) I mean, it's true, though. But when the two strike up a conversation, awkward but electrifying, something life-changing begins. Normal People is a story of mutual fascination, friendship and love, it takes from us that first conversation. Oh, it it takes from us? It takes us from that first conversation to the years beyond in the company of two people who try to stay apart but find they can't. True love. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ellie's like, nah. So I love the book and Ellie hates it, in case you haven't guessed. <laughs> oh, how sweet. Why do you like the book, Kath? So I like the book because, well, when I read it, I loved it for a start. And I actually read it not to be that person, but I did read it before it was super popular. So, like, I feel like, yeah, I know, I'm a, I'm a dick. I hate it when people say stuff like that. <laughs> I read but it no, I did, so I didn't cool. know. <laughs> there wasn't a hype around it when I read it, so I just read it because some, like, the, the owner of Wallingford Bookshop, Legend, uh, she recommended it to me. So, um like yeah that's that's why I read it and then yeah I just really like it's kind of like one day vibes like I like which is one of my favorite books I just like books that go really in depth in like characterization and like a relationship and like just the ins and outs of it and like yeah I just really like that I like books that do that and have like really in-depth characters and the story's like not I like a good story, but the story is nothing like twisty and turning or whatever. The story is their story, and I like that. 
What's I like? I didn't like it because I'm <laughs> why not, did you not like it Ellie? why didn't I like it I'm not a fan of relationship dynamics like that I, I find them very frustrating and it's just like just get just no stop it <laughs> I, just, I can't deal um but I did I didn't mind one day it's different um I had more patience for that I could see the natural peaks and flows of of what that dynamic was and where they ended up in the end but these are just two horny teenagers because I can't get their shit together and have a conversation <laughs> I mean that's what that was <laughs> Yeah, and, and they've mean, got some like part of that is true <laughs> yeah and also they're dealing with their own sort of insecurities which you would do at that age because you know you're still forming uh it's complicated though they're not just two teenagers they're two troubled teenagers and they have the hearts for each other mm-hmm. and mm. yeah yeah I just I have very little patience for for things like that I just just personal experience and stuff just makes me like a little tolerance but I did I did say like I did like the adaptation that BBC so I read it why did I read it I must have just read it around the time that the adaptation came out I'm obviously the more TV person yeah it's because Amy Amy and I were talking about it do you remember and Amy hated it she did yes Amy's a girl that we we know from work love you Amy hi Amy um (laughs) she has a great Instagram program program profile by the way called let's get greener um if you've watched see spiracy or see piracy I don't know what you call that really interesting doc on Netflix but um, if you're looking to sort of green up your ways and um try to have less impact on the environment then check out that instagram page there we go nice little plug. yeah it's, <laughs> but it's, it's like, really good <laughs> yeah and it's like no shade like it's just like easy swaps and stuff it is good yeah so yeah but anyway um uh, yes amy you... hated it i loved it and you were like oh i'm gonna read it and then because i think we were maybe gonna do it for book club and then we didn't and then the series came out and yeah, yeah. and it was like okay read it and then let's see where i fell on it and I, I i didn't like it so i read it and then i was like i read it and then was like i can watch the adaptation but then i was also watching i may destroy you at the same time which is fantastic by the way very good I highly recommend going watching that that it got snubbed at the Golden Globes is ridiculous like for nomination it's fantastic if you want to look at what sexual consent means in all of its forms how people receive it perceive it um understand it um like it's perfect it's it's and it looks at it in every single relate it's Michaela Cole is queen if you just it's very good Anyway, I go back to normal people. Um, I didn't finish normal people either, but I didn't finish it because I didn't. I felt I just didn't like it. But <laughs> but I normally don't finish TV series anyway, just because I get this really weird thing where I'm like, I can't finish it because then it will end, and then I'll stop an episode or two before to make it last, and then never come back to it. Oh, Ellie, I know <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> To be fair, like, I'm really bad at watching series. Like, I just have, like, this massive list of series that I need to watch and I just haven't watched any of them because I just don't watch enough TV. I was going to say, I've got a massive yeah. list to finish. <laughs> yeah, I've got a massive list to start. But I did watch this, but mostly because I loved the book so much. So I was like, oh, I need to, like, um, 
need to watch it. But I didn't really like the. I think it was a good adaption, yeah. But like, I just didn't. It just didn't grip me, and I just felt like it was just like too teen. Like you know, like you just subscribed the book. <laughs> I felt like just two horny teenagers, like just getting with each other, and I just felt like, oh right, okay, they're getting with each other again. Cool, like we know, we know. Like I think that was a chill, a big. Not I don't want to say complaint, but I feel like everyone had that same critique um, for the first couple of episodes, especially it was like they just have sex. Yeah. And also, it was in lockdown, wasn't it? And everyone was like, this is so unfair. This has come yeah. out for a long time. It's just like, fuck you, universe. <laughs> yeah. Rub it in. Yeah. It was all right. Like, it was good. And also, Connell's, like, a great... I mean, oh, yeah. the actor's really great. Yeah, like, are. I think they cast it very well. Yeah, they did. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah. Nothing, but... to, nothing to any of my... I. I would read Sally because remember you said, to, oh, I'll get to it later, but I would read more Sally Rooney. I just didn't like this one in particular. And the actors are, like have said, very good. I just didn't like the story. That's all. Yeah. Well, because the story, so like they are, they meet at school and like Marianne is a loner, as the book says, and Connell's like quite popular. I think he plays on the sports team, doesn't he? And he's like, mm-hmm. just like people like him. He's in the popular crowd, whatever. And she's just doesn't have any friends. Like she actually leaves school, doesn't she? Like before her exams and stuff. And like people make fun of her and she gets bullied and stuff. And then like she gets together. Like I think so Connell's mum cleans her house and that's how they sort of like know each other. Mm -hmm. And like Connell's mum's really fond of her and they have like a really nice relationship. And then they start getting together, but it's all like a secret. And then it's all just like, well, like it's all the will they won't they. And then it goes, then they both end up going to the same university. And then this dynamic shifts. So at university, she's like thriving and he's not, like he really struggles. Um, which is really interesting because it's like they're just never quite on the same wavelength, are they? No. Um, and like at school, I think you're in like definitely in like boxes, aren't you? Where like, oh, you're cool kids or you're not. And like, that's quite a hard dynamic. And it would be really weird if like, as in it shouldn't be weird, but when you're like 14, <laughs> like you'd never like see yourself dating someone who's like not in your like circle. Yeah. Um, what you wouldn't perceive to like, be on your level or. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, like, saying to my ex, like, if we'd met at school, there's no way we would have been together. Like, he was cool and cool in inverted commas and, like, um, a sports guy. And I was, like, a nerd and a and a book girl. <laughs> like, I mean, it didn't work out, but not for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> he was a boy and she was a girl. It was very Avril Lavigne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she I just remember, like... Um, and she did better. <laughs> what more he, can I say? Yeah, but I just remember saying that to him once being like, you know, like this would never have happened at school. Like, so I think it's really interesting that we only see the relationship in those parts in their life where that, because I think that still happens a little bit at uni. And the thing with the uni they go to is like, she fits in because of her privilege, doesn't she? Well, yeah, the power dynamics completely shift, right? So when they were at high school, he very much ignored her in school, acknowledged her when they were in private spaces. When they get to university, which is Trinity College, which is like um, an establishment that's sort of like 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 an Oxford or Cambridge. Is that right, Kath? 
something like that, a prestigious old university. She very much fits, I guess, the, 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 maybe the class dynamic, I guess the class dynamic there would be more affluent than the, where they came from. Cause traditionally, traditionally, yeah. yeah. Cause the, where they could, they come from like a small Irish town. And I, I think she's like, an oddity there because she's very rich in comparison to maybe the rest of the population in that town she's definitely the rich kid at school isn't she yeah yeah I think she is I think they are that family is at odds to the rest of the population I yeah yeah yeah, of the the town which is weird but I was gonna say to you how do you feel like that affects like how does that perception affect like them being mismatched how does that affect them going into the beginning of their relationship well, I think they just fully are convinced because of what society's told them that they're not meant to fit together, mm. which is just stupid because, like, when you're an adult, actually, like, as I was saying, like, those things just don't matter anymore. Like, and you just meet people who are like-minded and you get on with or whatever, and they might not have been your kind of person at school, but actually, once you're, like, in the real world, like, those things don't matter. And I think they are it's so ingrained but I guess okay so maybe it's slightly more complicated with them than just like groups at school but I feel like it's so ingrained in them that they're in different parts of society that that means they shouldn't be together that I think it really stops them from just like letting go and being like actually we want to be together Mm. I feel like they also harbour a lot of insecurities around things too which sort of sort of plays into that yeah um, and then what, yeah. to what extent do you think class does that? I know we touched upon that just a little bit now. Yeah, so I was, like what I meant by saying it might be a little bit more com- complex with them is that I think there is a big class element to it. Mm. Um, and like obviously like she's this like really, really wealthy or she comes from a very wealthy background and he doesn't. And like I, that is a tension throughout. Like, for example, she has that house at uni that's just like hers and like then they have like that summer house that they go to and it's just for him it's just a lot like I think he says something about the summer house being like oh you've just like pranced around traveling with your friends all summer or something do you know what I mean yeah and he did like a budget interrailing trip like instead so I think that's always like an issue for them and I think even yeah I almost feel like she's a bit she pretends that she doesn't realize how privileged she is but do you know what I mean so do you reckon do you reckon she's not aware of it or like what do you reckon um I think she is aware of it I think she's I feel like she's quite grounded as a person and I think she is quite aware of what her sort of wealth brings um I don't think it's so much that she pretends that she's not wealthy or that she or, or rich I think it's more that she plays it down if that makes sense because she's always been in opposition to her peers because of the fact that she's wealthy or she's the rich kid so I think she plays it down so that she doesn't stand out or sticks out like a, a sore thumb but that obviously changes mm. a lot when she's then at Trinity because that's not something that makes her stand out for the wrong reasons it makes her belong with everybody else and right. I think that because of that her and Connell and like we said before the power dynamics changed and she's very much more um 
has the upper hand, well, not the upper hand, but she very much is at advantage here than Connell. And I think we see that yeah. when she offers to lend him money after he gets beaten up and he goes to her house and he's drunk and there's that really weird situation with the people. Was it like her boyfriend was in the house and stuff? There was like a, she yeah. had some people in the house and he came because he'd been beaten up. And there was like a really weird sort of conversation. He was very drunk as well, wasn't he? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm. And I think she's, she, I think she's like super, she's very conscious of like her, her wealth in that, not her wealth. I think she's very conscious of her, of maybe like her class and her wealth and her privilege when she's with Connell. Because maybe one, that's a reminder, but two, like, because the dynamics between them have changed, it's, she doesn't want to, not, not emasculate, is emasculate the word? I think it's like yeah, emasculated. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like she wants to sort of give him. Yeah, I think maybe he feels like emasculated, or, if, or he feels at a disadvantage. And I think she always wants it to be an even kid, and I think she tries to accommodate him more. And in that scene where he does come to get help from her, she he very much rejects that. And I think, and so I think it's not so much for her pretending that it's not the case I think she just downplays it for lots of different reasons but she's very aware like you said when they go to Italy and they're going around Europe she by no means hides it then she very much is I think she's allowed to be in the space to not enjoy it but to not feel bad yeah, about it. yeah I yeah 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 interesting an interesting one um yeah, I had to ask you about Trinity College didn't I because I was like I don't really know much about, I don't think I've really taken on this whole prestigious university stuff because for me, like, it doesn't really mean that much, I guess, just how I've, I didn't know that it was a thing. Oh, I think it was because, you know, when we were talking about the conversations that they were having in the book, they have some really like, sort of like, I was like, do people talk like this? Is this a thing? Oh yeah, I remember you texting me being like, what the fuck? I was like, at uni, we were not having these conversations. And then you were like, well, they do go to like, basically islands like Oxford and Cambridge. So it, it might be a thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I... I mean, same, like I didn't have... I mean, I don't know, I'd had those conversations in like certain situations that you... Yeah. But not like just a, a party. <laughs> at a party, you'd be like, where are we going next? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, okay, same. I've had those conversations in context to maybe a lecture that we had or yeah. if we're talking about things quite generally. But normal conversation um, isn't that. What was those conversations, actually? I, to be honest, I think it's like you'd have those conversations at uni but these people seem to just only have those conversations as if they think they're the only conversations they can have when really that's like not what you're like as an 18 year old and that's what I, I that's what I was like this is so funny because they're having quite intellectual conversations at 18 and I was thinking if I was, I was 18 we're not talking about this and there's not to say that people can't have intellectual conversations at 18 it's not what I'm saying at all you can definitely have some very well-informed conversations but it just felt like if this is all they talk about all the time and there's yeah. where's the space to just be 18 and fun and a bit of a kid because it doesn't feel well, like they have both, that they're so intense though aren't they yes. like, as characters they're so intense like yeah yeah, I kind of liked that. I kind of liked the intensity. It was all, it's all very intense. Very intense book. 
<laughs> yeah um yeah for me I just I had to ask you a lot about I don't know why I had to ask you a lot I was just like I need some grounding here am I missing something? I don't know why you asked me as if I I need to go to university <laughs> like that <laughs> I, was like, I need some grounding here Kath is there something I've missed <laughs> is there something I didn't know because I'm, I'm I mean to be fair I have no okay so I have friends that went to Oxford and Cambridge and they're I, they're like not they don't have conversations like that all the time like they have they are very intelligent people obviously and they, we we have intelligent conversations but not like not when we're having a beer on the common <laughs> but these people were having a beer at a party <laughs> on the common it was just like it's, I, I use that example because that is my life right now <laughs> I haven't even been outside yet because I so for anyone that's not in the UK is listening to this we are our coronavirus situation means that we're in different levels and for now our government has said that we can go and meet people um no groups bigger than six outside so that could be outside in a common that could be outside in someone's garden but that's where we are at now so Kath's been taking advantage of that because the weather's been good I have not because none of my friends live near me (laughs) but I would like to say that as Brits we are um you know very well trained to sit outside when it's absolutely freezing (laughs) and have a have a drink with our friends so luckily it's been ingrained to us in us from a very early age it's almost as if we've been leading up to this moment <laughs> so that we can socialise in the time of coronavirus. We're, so, built, yeah. we're built for the outdoors. <laughs> and it's never warm here. <laughs> it's always grey. Uh, we had one day of sunshine on Tuesday and the whole country went absolutely nuts. Oh, no. <laughs> they were like, sun. People kept asking me afterwards, right? So Tuesday was really lovely. It was nice and sunny. You go out in a little jacket. And then I think we're supposed to have Wednesday as a nice day too, but it wasn't. And people going, oh, you're enjoying the sunshine. I was like, what sunshine? What sunshine? It's not sunny outside. (laughs) It's overcast. (laughs) Yeah, it was warm on Wednesday though, but not sunny. No, yeah, different. No. Actually, something that we were going to touch upon in half a word away, but we actually didn't, um, and it's actually quite relevant here, um, to do with like um, opportunities and privilege and how that, like, how that gives confidence to some people. Because um, you had a passage that you that stood out to you in half a word away that kind of sums it up, right? Yes. So in Half a World Away, Noah, he definitely, he has this moment where he looks at Millie and Kean, who are around the same age, and he makes this observation that, you know, Millie has this sort of quiet self-assurance about herself um, because, and because she's been open to, well, she's had access to certain privileges and opportunities that she's never doubtful about I guess what she can achieve. Um, mm. Whereas Kian is isn't that really, and there's always a question about what he is allowed to have or has access to, um, and he's far less self assured as than Millie. And so Noah, in half a world away, in that moment when he has this realization, he's sort of like, "Well, had I not had." 
had I not been adopted and had I grown up in a different way and not had these access and privileges, would I be in the same position now? Would I be where I am now? Would I have this life? And it made me think about this in context to normal people because mm. I think you see that with Marianne and Connell in a way. I think yeah. that, yeah, when they go to Trinity, very much so when they go to Trinity, like Marianne has had or has had a life where she's had certain opportunities and doors open for her and that comes through having access to different privileges and opportunities. Fair enough, like, they went to the same school and it doesn't necessarily have to be around education. I think education does play a part in that. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, but Keaton, not Keaton. <laughs> Connell. <laughs> Connell. <laughs> Keaton, no, Connell. <laughs> but Connell, Connell doesn't have that self, same self-assurance. He very much knows who he is when he's at school because he belongs. He knows that he belongs. There's a belonging there that doesn't transfer when he goes to Trinity because the people aren't necessarily like him. They don't necessarily come from the same background. And he very much doubts himself more yeah. than Marianne. He doesn't belong in the same way that Marianne does. I didn't know what you thought about that. I, I do, yeah, I do think that's a, that is a thing that like obviously differs person to person, um, turning on like the specific context of their life. But I do think that that is a thing in life in general where if um, if you come from a place of like privilege in some respects you're you're perhaps perhaps it's like a confidence thing isn't it like you as in obviously this is not doesn't apply to everyone but um yeah it's like a confidence thing like she's got a confidence that she knows that she should be there kind of thing that almost like ingrained in her um yeah I think it's interesting it's just like there yeah the the, um the ambitions, the wants, the goals, that the being being able to go, I can achieve this. Yeah, is maybe comes a little bit more naturally to her because there's opportunities to both girls because the, op- the opportunities are open. They never questioned that. That was never a question. Whereas for yeah. Keen and for Keen and Connell, there's always a question of, around it because they don't necessarily, not necessarily necessarily as easily or readily as readily available to them. They so- yeah, they sort of have a bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, because I guess like they're both they're both super troubled, as we've said before. But I think Marianne has a lot of stuff with her family, and I almost feel like we needed to know slightly more about it to fully understand her. Mm-hmm. Like we know that she has an abusive relationship with her family in like various ways. Like I think we don't. I don't. Do we ever find out exactly what happened? I think a lot of things have been sin, like alluded to. Um, I feel like her brother could be physical with her, although. Well, yeah, he does punch her, doesn't he? Yeah, it's mm. been a while since I've read it. Um, yeah, he does, and her mum sort of just doesn't acknowledge it. Doesn't acknowledge her. Lets her brother get away with it. I think my father has passed, and I feel like a lot of them blame Marianne. For, I literally don't understand where they got that from. Yeah, did they blame Marianne for it? No, they don't. I don't. I feel like they blame Marianne for a lot. She carries a lot of their emotional burden, but I don't understand why they they do that to her. I really, I really struggle to understand Marianne actually as a character. I think that's maybe mm. where my I felt like a massive disconnect. Or maybe why I felt like I could relate to Connell more in other ways. I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, I didn't really relate to either of them, to be honest. Well, I feel like... It's funny, neither of them really ever belong anywhere, but all they know that they, they only ever feel comfortable in belonging to each other. Yeah, and then they should end up together, for God's sake. Like, they're just, they should end up together. I'm sorry, but they should. <gasps> the chemistry between them is unmatched, you know? Unmatched. You see my face right now, it's like, uh-huh. Yeah, and what yeah. I did like was um, Connell's relationship with his mum because they had yeah. a very good. She's like a, I feel like she had him maybe not quite young, but she had him, and maybe in, does she have him young? Do we know that she has? She's a single parent, and she had him in maybe her early twenties or something like that as a young woman. And I love that she pulls him up on treating Marianne, his treatment of Marianne when he's bad with her. She definitely pulls him up. He's like don't do that, don't be a dick, I brought you up better than that. But then I, for me, it, the point that the part that annoyed me was when she then was like, I'm not talking to you because I just can't believe you did that. And I was like, hang on a minute, whose kid is, who, who is your kid? You could be annoyed with him, yes. But you also always be like, okay, I'm annoyed with you, but, and I've scolded you, but does it really have to yeah. last like two weeks? Yeah, literally. You know, he, he knew he did wrong. Yeah, literally. It's like, uh, still your kid, pal. It's not like he's done any, like, it's not like he's, like, a murderer. (laughs) He recognised his mistake and you brought him up better and he was willing to work on it. I was like, he doesn't need to be in the doghouse this much, this long. Please, Connell's mum, stop. He, He knows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because... Like, I guess as well, she's just like, she just thinks they're in a relationship. I mean, he still doesn't teach her right. Doesn't teach, treat? He doesn't treat her right. But the mum thinks they're in a relationship. Actually, they're just on this on-off thing all the time throughout the whole book. How funny is that, though? Like, how that's perceived by parents, right? Um, Oh, my God, I can't even describe, like, um, yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm how, not even going to get into that right now. So how, yeah. how do you feel this ambi- like, so there's an ambiguity around not naming or labelling their relationship ever throughout the time that they know each other? And there was opportunities maybe that they missed where they could have been honest with each other and it doesn't happen. Um, how do you feel like that affects them? Because people obviously see it in, the, see it in different ways. Their friends see them as maybe being something that they can't name their pet their parents or his mum at least thinks they're in a relationship how do you think that affects them um I think yeah I think it's one of those things that plays against them actually just being together because they have all these external factors all the time of like people's opinions on them and stuff and like yeah and there's other they have other relationships throughout the time and stuff and like horrible horrible ones and yeah I don't I just think they could just do with the sitting down and being like stop playing around you two and just get together yeah I from pers- from personal experience I like and like I said at the top of the episode I really don't have a lot of patience for for people doing stuff like this because I've been on the other end of it where I've been with that I've been with the other guy and he's in this emotional attachment with somebody else and if they had just been honest with themselves it would have saved me a lot of hurt in the long run not feeling second best not being like I mean there was so much more to it than than I care to share but um (laughs) like at least 
just like it's it's not a nice experience for anyone no. and it's not fair and it wastes people's time and it causes unnecessary hurt when you're running from yourself just get your shit together and have the conversation yeah I think com- like communication in any relationship is just so important I think like literally if you just tell someone how you feel you can then work from that, you know, mm-hmm. and like discuss what's going on in your head, what's going on in their head. Like that's what they need, an open dialogue, open communication. I'm a big advocate for good communication. <laughs> <laughs> yes, same. same. Same, 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 Yeah. Same. No, yeah, I think because obviously like sometimes things are on and off, like that does happen in life sometimes, but it's just they need to just sort themselves out. And like, yeah, yes, and yeah. I mean, well, some people yeah, do need sorry. the space. But I mean, some people do need the space to figure out their feelings and stuff, and they might go and date other people. I think there's a difference. I, uh, I feel like I could, I could get through that those natural peaks, and like I said, with one day, those natural peaks and waves and stuff, I could get through. With this, I just felt like they were like teetering around being I feel like it was like hormones <laughs> and then being really horny and then being young yeah. and it was just really frustrating I just found it really frustrating yeah especially because I've been on the other end of that it's not nice like Connell's girlfriend because Connell's girlfriend could like he, he she was actually she was actually really good to him and I think he she was actually really good for him but I think you almost need a prologue um Epilogue, prologue. Why can I not decide which word I'm meant to be using? <laughs> Epilogue comes at the end, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What is wrong with me? Well, <laughs> it's been get, a long we week and it's only been four days. We could go back to the beginning if you like, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> you need like yourself. an epilogue to be like whether they ended up together and I think they should have ended up together. I know in the series you find out that they don't, but I just fundamentally don't agree with that because it needs to have a one day kind of ending without the tragedy. I mean, I don't wish them together. I think that actually they would do, I think they would do better being with other people that could bring out, I think, better qualities in both of them. I don't think that they I feel like it's meant to be. I don't think they bring the best out in each other and I think they could do with someone that was No, I think they have the capability to do that when they're older. They're just very young and immature and they just need to be like twenty five and then they'll be solid. <laughs> 20. Life happens at twenty five. <laughs> but Drake it did. He was twenty five sitting on twenty five mil, so yeah. What a rogue thing to say then. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> oh my word uh, okay <laughs> they needed to be 25 and get their shit together I, I know 35 year olds are even have shit together it's fine 35 45 whatever 55 whatever age oh my god imagine if like the random ending decided to be that like they went their separate ways and then they met up when they were like 80 and they got together things like that can happen actually oh that would be so cute i'm such a hopeless romantic i can't even deal like that would just be the cutest thing ever i'm thinking i'm thinking of a tv program where i saw that happen and i can't remember what one it was 
I'm sure I read a book where something like that happened, and I was like, "That's a bit far fetched." Having said, oh all no, of that. didn't that happen? Didn't that happen in um? What did I'm sure it's happened in something that we read, Ellie. Together, not page by page. <laughs> Just at the same time. I feel like the switch, but I don't feel like for the same reasons. Mm. It was they got together because they were older, but I don't think that they knew each other. That was the two younger ones that did that. Oh. <gasps> was it in The Toy Makers? <gasps> the girl and the and the husband. But then yeah. wasn't he like locked yeah. in? Sorry, I'm not going to go spoil it. How can I spoil it <laughs> without spoiling it? Yeah, maybe. We, I think it's an. Anyway, I think that sort of thing actually does happen. But, I think it does, yeah. Um, It would be nice. So. I yeah. Um, we said there's no definite ending, but Sally Rooney did have a short story, right, called "At the Clinic," and I yeah. don't know any yeah, more which than that. This is based off. <laughs> yes. So this book is based off that because she wrote it as a short story, and then she decided that actually it was going to be a good novel, which it out. is. <laughs> Basically, they do end up together in that. Do they? So like, I, that's like, yeah. What do they do at the clinic? So it says. Yeah, in fact, Normal People is based on At The Clinic, a story she published in the literary magazine The White Review in 2016, which follows the pair on a trip to get Marianne's wisdom tooth removed when both are 23 years old. Oh, see, they got their shit together at 23 instead. It means nothing. People can break up. And it says, so what does At The Clinic tell us about this? the life post-graduation this is on a Vogue article it says both are still in love with each other and still engaging in verbal sparring matches sleeping together in between conducting ill-advised relationships with other people really? oh so in short not much has changed but basically they're going to end up together because they love each That's other terrible. it's true love oh, I, can't. I can't I don't like the way they treat each other by the way just to, just to caveat my whole opinion I don't like the way they treat each other no. but I do want them to fall in love and be together forever. I love that you're a hopeless romantic. Um, have you have you ever had a will they won't they thing? Um, not not really. No, I had like a weird weird thing that was like a we were like friends but not really friends. As in, we were like we didn't live near each other, so we didn't see each other. But that was a bit of a weird one. But like, no, I haven't. But I'm just a bit. I'm a bit more to the point. I wouldn't. I would just be like, well, do you want to be a me or not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make like, a decision, pal. There'd be no skirting around it with you. Be like, so what are we doing? <laughs> Whereas I'd be like, I'd actually be too asked. I, I'm the other way around. I'd just be like, I'm just gonna go with the flow and then hope that maybe one day he'll say, Yeah. I like how that's your opinion of me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, you very much know what you want, and you're not gonna like. Like, either I'm really in this right now and I'm going to do it or I'm not going to or what are we... Like, you're very, like, to the point. I love that about you because you're just like, I'm not, I'm not pissing oh. around. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I'm a hot commodity. <laughs> it's not going to waste. <laughs> and I, I think I'm very the opposite of that and don't think that's very helpful. But, yeah. Um, what do you think it says about, like, being in love this young, being in love? being young and in love then oof ooh tricky tricky question mm-hmm. um i don't know i think you can be in love at that age they're not that young especially when they're at uni yeah 
But I do think that people either grow together or grow apart when you're that young because you're not really who you're going to be forever when you're that long. So like, I think it's very easy for two people to be in love at that age and then grow apart because you do change. Like you're not the same person at 18 as you are at 25, for example. Like I am not the same person that I was when I was 18. So hopefully I'm a much better version of myself. But (laughs) I don't know, maybe ask my parents about that one. (laughs) It is, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because like, I think we said in an earlier discussion, had they not, gone to school together so we know at the top of the episode we said if they'd met at trinity would this be the same thing would they be able to get past themselves would they have lasted would they be able to call it something not because i think people don't yeah i was saying to you earlier i knew a couple that went i went to school with that went to university together and then they Mm -hmm. they didn't last that they couldn't survive it um, and apparently it really broke him as a person. It really broke him, that whole, like, relationship. I mean, they're, they're both thriving in their individual things now. She's married somebody else, and he is, I think, he has a girlfriend. I did see him maybe, like, a year or two ago. Um, but, like, yeah, they they went up to uni and they grew apart. Like you said, you either grow together or you grow apart. And maybe, I wonder how much, like when you're 18 and you think about going to university, how much having a partner in that situation influences what you do? Yeah, I think you either, I think, yeah, because I had a boyfriend in sixth form and we split up because I was going to uni. And it was just a no-brainer for me, really. Like, he's a lovely guy, but that probably says that we weren't really that into each other. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, I know other people that didn't do that. Like my brother and his girlfriend have been together since the start of uni. Poor example. And they are thriving. There you go. So, for different strokes for different yeah. folks. Some people make the decision. Yeah, but then like relationships and breakups and stuff, like obviously it's amazing if it works and like good for you and like claps and also like really nice. But like breakups are just a part of life as well. Like, I don't know, especially when you're young, like it doesn't, I don't know. It teaches you things. It teaches things about your, yourself. It teaches you resilience. It te- teaches you how to get over heartbreak. It teaches you what you're willing to withstand within a relationship or a dynamic, um, however you yeah. choose to be in a relationship dynamic. It teaches you a lot. So you can learn in both ways, for sure. Yeah, and, like, obviously, if you are still in that relationship that you've been in for a long time, you've obviously learned and grown with that person, yeah. which is a whole other learning experience. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like we've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but what do you think about young, like love that young? Do you think they can be in love at that age? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely know people that have been in love since we've I left school, so even even younger than that, at 16, um, or have grown together in in school or and have had kids and got married and are still together now. Um I, do you not think that's so romantic? It is, though? Yeah. Like childhood sweethearts. Yeah, I do think is romantic. If you if you can find if you can find your your lobster at that age, then your lobster. He's my lobster. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, then shame. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least making a lobster thing with her hands right now. <laughs> I definitely think you can. I think if you're fortunate enough to, so you don't have to be on these dating apps. 
<laughs> I'm currently reading. Oh no! I'm reading the one, and it's scary. <laughs> oh god! So like, yeah, I think you. I think you can definitely. I haven't found that. Am I a bit more skeptical? Yes. Is it because I've been burned? Yes. But I think that's natural uh, in yeah. those situations. Um, it's a nice idea, and you don't see much of it. So no. So go on then, what was your Goodreads rating? It was a three. A three? You do not rate this book a three. There is absolutely no way that that is a truthful rating. (laughs) It was. Go on my Goodreads. It's a three. I'm going to do it right now. I'm sure if that's what I put. Um, I don't know how to find you. Goodreads honestly needs to up its game. I'm sorry. I think when I... Um, I gave it five stars. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Ellie's books, red. Oh my god! I definitely think I gave it a three. The suspense, killing me. Drum roll, please. Some Jaws music. Normal people. She did give it three stars, and I gave it five. Because you can see my rating next to yours. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I gave it three. Oh, you're a bit more brutal than me. I am. I am. I won't hesitate to give people a two. We both gave the flat share five shots for what? Five stars, though. If I'm if if I'm like middle of the road about a book, I'll give it a three. If I disliked it, I'll give it a two. I'll never give anything a one because I think that's ridiculous. Nah. Like I'll never give anything a. Well, I've given things a five, but I'll never I'll never go to the extremes for stuff because I just think there's room for improvement. It's always room for improvement. Yeah. No, I might give. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd be more inclined to give something. I'd more inclined to give something a top rating and I have but I'll never give anyone a one because I just don't think it's fair and this for me was a three because I just didn't enjoy it that much it was a fine book I just didn't enjoy it not to say that I wouldn't read I think you should read I just I would I was going to say I think you should read Conversations with Friends because I actually really really liked that as well do you like that better almost potentially potentially preferred it yeah so I read it first before I read Normal People so I would read it See what you think, oh, well, and then then we can. Just oh, okay, I think like as well. Her new novel's coming oh, out as that. well. Just to plug her. Um, this know. month <laughs> should have <laughs> sometime soon in the summer, I think. Um, so yeah, hopefully that will be good as well. I'm sure it will be. But yeah. So just before we end the episode, I feel like there's one thing we haven't discussed. What's that, Kath? chain <laughs> <laughs> so it. when this when this hit the tv um there was an instagram account made for connell's chain and i feel like if you have not seen it either the series or the instagram account or the chain it will improve your life <laughs> it was a good chain i think it just made the look it's just i, I don't i don't picture connell without that chain it's a good chain yeah so the things that can come out of a bored nation in lockdown (laughs) oh i love that chain so i'm actually on connell's what's it called connell's chain 98 posts 174,000 followers um and of which five people i know are following it (laughs) amazing I bet Amy's one of them because she told me about it. Oh, really? 
to plug Amy again. <laughs> hey, girl, she hi. better listen to this episode. <laughs> so we know how much you love normal people. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, yeah, um, go check it out, guys. It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good Instagram page. Oh my God, they actually posted on February 14th. Uh, because Connor's chain is everybody's one true love on Valentine's Day. This is still All going. There. Like 25,000. Oh, I want an account like this. Anyway, I, I digress. Carry on, Kath. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. My brain's reached capacity. It's Thursday. And tomorrow we don't have work. So Good Friday, guys. He. It's going to be a good Friday. <laughs> he went from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the ground my debt to pay from the cross to the grave from the grave to the sky lord i lift your name up high there you go there's a little wow. bible praise i actually don't go to church anymore wow. but the hymns are in me they live within me they really do apparently <laughs> <laughs> lovely lovely singing you sing quite a lot maybe we should do like a mix <laughs> of all your singing throughout this episode of ellie's singing <laughs> you know what? imagine imagine if that got more listens than any other episode <laughs> change of career Ellie. change of career it's a change of career sorry okay right we're going <laughs> good night goodbye love you bye, love you, bye. And that's the app. If you like the episode, please leave us a lovely review, subscribe and share with your friends and we'll love you forever. <laughs> Follow us on socials at We Are Bookish Pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>